Our scripture reading for today is from Mark 14, 12 to 25, the Last Supper. On the first day of the unleavened bread, when they sacrificed the Passover lamb, his disciples said to him, Where will you go? Where will you have us go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him, and wherever he enters, say to the master of the house, The teacher says, Where is my guest room? Where I may eat the Passover with my disciples. And he will show you a large upper room, furnished and ready. There prepared for us. And the disciples set out and went to the city and found it just as he had told them. And they prepared the Passover. And when it was evening, he came with the twelve. And as they were reclining at the table and eating, Jesus said, Truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to be sorrowful and said to him one after another, Is it I? And he said to them, It is one of the twelve, one who is dipping bread into the dish with me. For the Son of Man goes, it is written for him, but woe to the man by whom the Son of God is betrayed. I would have, it would have been better for that man if he had not been born. And as they were eating, he took the bread, and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to them, and said, Take, this is my body. And he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I say to you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine, until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of heaven. Which holiday do you celebrate the most? Fourth of July? Labor Day weekend? Or Christmas? And where do you want to celebrate your holiday? Where do you find the real peace, joy, and the rest? It was Jerusalem, for every Jew wanted to celebrate the Passover. What is Passover? It is a Jewish festival that commemorates passing over the destruction of the firstborn in Egypt and how their God, Yahweh, delivered the Hebrew out of slavery. So, Passover was a festive and joyous holiday. But this Passover was totally different. Totally different meaning and purpose for Jesus of Nazareth. He came to Jerusalem not to celebrate Passover, but to be the Passover. He did not come to celebrate the past, but to start the new future. So it was 
his hour. Jesus had been waiting to change the world. So this Lent, I would like to be your tour guide for the last 24 hours of Jesus. The holiday in Jerusalem. From the Thursday afternoon till Friday evening, we'll follow Jesus every hour. The upper room, the garden, the court, and the prison, and the Calvary. It all started four days earlier on Sunday. Jesus marched into Jerusalem as Messiah, the Anointed One. The crowd shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna! In the highest heaven. Hosanna means save us now. Save us now. Because they were desperate. Even though they were celebrating, they all came to Jerusalem to celebrate their liberty, their freedom from their slavery 1,500 years ago. But they are in slavery by the Roman Empire now. So we're desperately asking Jesus to be their Messiah and save them right away. They wanted Jesus to be their new king and liberate them from the tyranny of Roman Empire. But the same crowd took a sudden turn in four days. All they wanted was crucifying Jesus. Why? Why these crowds drastically changed in four days? Because next three days, Jesus confronted the ruling power, so-called the temple system. And he criticized them, the religious and political leaders of Israel. Next day, Jesus went to the temple and drove out those merchants and money exchangers, ripping up people who came to celebrate Passover. And Jesus said, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for the all nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. 
And Jesus returned to the temple courts each day and preached. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which on the outside look beautiful, but inside they are full of the bones of the dead and all kinds of filth. And Jesus told the people, Do what religious leaders tell you to do, but don't do as they do. For they are like the blind, leading the blind. So it was like throwing a grenade into the playground of Judaism. It Jesus upset everyone in Jerusalem. So the tension in the city was rapidly reaching the flashpoint by Thursday. And the temple system was ready to kill Jesus. What are we confronting today? Isn't church a playground for those false religious leaders, infamous outlaws who break our disciplines and doctrines, our covenant, and they imposing false theology and doctrines to the people. Isn't it? What would Jesus do if Jesus comes to church today? What should we do for his church as a church? Will you confront it or you just avoid it? Passover begins with Seder. So Jesus needed a room to celebrate, have this dinner with his disciples. So on Thursday afternoon, Jesus Jesus told disciples, go into the city and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. And follow him and wherever he enters, say to the master of the house, the teacher says, where is my guest room? where I may eat the Passover with my disciples. And he will show you a large upper room, furnished and ready. They're prepared for us. But who will, on Thursday, who will welcome Jesus, the most controversial man in Jerusalem, into their house? But one man did. The Bible doesn't say who who is the owner of the upper room. But many scholars believe it was Joseph of Arimathea. It is interesting. Joseph was the member of Sanhedrin. The Congress 
and the court of Israel. And he was a rich man, but he followed Jesus as disciple, secretly. But by this, inviting Jesus into his house, he being exposed, his identity being exposed to the temple system, which is his part of the temple system. And some scholars believe that the upper room he offered was where the disciples were anointed with the Holy Spirit 50 days later, the Pentecost. The question is, why did Joseph follow Jesus? Why would Joseph risk his career, wealth, and even life itself for Jesus? He had too much to lose. Why? And we should ask ourselves the same question. Why do we follow Jesus? Today. And do we have a room for Jesus? Do we have a room for Jesus in my personal life? And would I risk my career, my money, my family, and my life for Jesus? Passover Seder was the reminder of the blood, sweat, and tears of Israel. They have seven special um, food on their table. First, the bitter herbs remind the bitterness Israelites experienced when they were in slavery. And the salt water for the dipping herb represents their tears in Egypt. And haroset, a pureed apple mixture, represents the motar that Israelites made bricks for Pharaoh's construction. And there is egg, symbolize the newness of life. And of course, matcha, the unleavened bread, represents 
the haste of Israelites escape. And the lamb reminds the blood marked the doorpost of the Israelites' home to pass over the death. And finally, a cup of wine is a reminder of God's promise to redeem Israel. So as they're eating this Seder, Jews remember what happened, what God did to them. But how do we, Christians, how do we commemorate our Passover, the 24 hours, Jesus' passion, death, and resurrection? How do we remember our Passover? And what does reminds us the blood and sweat and tears of Jesus? to save you and me. Next slide, please. While disciples were eating the Passover Seder as celebrating and rejoicing. Jesus dropped a bombshell on the table. He said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. Of course, Jesus ruined the atmosphere. The spirit of this festival, right? One of you will betray me. They were stunned and said to one another, Is it I? Who would? Who would betray you? Maybe they were so confused and maybe upset. Why are you saying that, Jesus? And Jesus even specifically saying it, it is one of the twelve, one who is dipping bread into the dish with me. And it was a Jew that Iscariot who dipped his bread with Jesus. But no one cared. Actually, no one really paid attention, took seriously. But we know Judah was not alone on that night because every disciple betrayed Jesus on the night. Right? And we are Judas too, isn't it? When have you been Judas? When have we been Judas? When did we betray 
denied and deserted Jesus. Sometimes we we should, right? Why? Why do we deny Jesus? Because we care for the space much, much more than the time. All we want is to fill the space we build. Our country, our house, our city. All we care is filling the space we build with the things, materials. But God wants us to fill the time we live with the life. Because, think, God is in the moment of a time, not in the matter of space, right? God is in time, not in space. So on this Passover, Jesus wanted to transform the world, the whole world, from satisfying their hunger for the body, filling their body, the finite, to desiring God's will for the life, the infinite. So what do you Desire from your salvation? What do you celebrate in your days? What do we celebrate on our days? What are we running after every day? What are we running after? The body? The body? Or the life, the space, or the time, the things, or being. Success and the result, or meaning and purpose. What are we running after? Next slide, please. And Jesus said, so Jesus said, take, this is my body. This is not the part of Haggadah. Retelling the story of Passover. 
Jesus swung sharply disciples' perspective from Passover Seder to Eucharist. From a meal for a holiday to the Holy Communion for eternity. From satisfying myself to glorifying God. And Jesus also took the cup and said, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus redefined the Passover cup from celebrating the freedom of Israel to the freedom of sin to death and the life in the kingdom of God. It's a freedom for universe. It's a freedom for cosmic big victory over the evil. From elating my victory, my victory, to overflowing joy for God's victory for entire human race. That is all about this Passover, Jesus' Passover. Next slide, please. Sisters and brothers in Christ, So every day is holy day. Because through the Passover, the Jesus Passover, Jesus made our days holy. And Jesus made us holy to live the holy day. So we, church, Remember, we church, we are the holy people. We're distinguished people. Not because you and I were able. No, because Jesus abled us. So we are holy people supposed to live the holy days. And we must celebrate the holy day every day. So we must celebrate Holy Day everywhere. Not only on Sunday, not only on Easter Sunday, but every day, everywhere we must celebrate the Holy Day. And Jesus invites us to celebrate the upper room where we gather and share the bread and the cup. And we inviting everyone to the table. And it is the garden. Jesus invites us to the garden where Jesus wants to pray with us. And it is the court. Jesus wants us to be there the court where the world judges us, 
criticize us. And it is a prison. Jesus even invites us to the prison where we are confined and suffering for the others. And finally, Jesus invites us to the Calvary where we join the glory of Christ, witnessing the victory of Christ, the victory over our sin and death. So we celebrate Holy Day with the Holy Communion. And it is the beginning of the heavenly feast on earth. So Holy Communion is not only we celebrate on, in church, like today and the first Sunday of the month, but Holy Communion is every day because Holy Communion is this. Jesus explained the Holy Communion as this. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you and all thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and clothed you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. Who is, who are one of the, the least of our society? Who is not in, around this table? I told you community and communion came from same root. Being a gift together, being a gift for each other, that's community and communion. So Holy Communion is to be the gift for others, especially the lonely, the sick, the despair, the rejected, the outcast, the margin from the society. So we must invite them into our life, our personal life, and to our church, and to the Lord's table. So they will know and believe and they are the eternal glory. Because Jesus died for them as well. So they know they are redeemed. 
So they know they are eternal glory of God. And they are the eternal life in Christ. Amen. Amen.